you are way more lenient on Sawyer. You admit to, to me all the time, Sawyer is a terrible character and yet you love him. Or not a terrible character, he's a great character. He's a terrible person. Jack, not a bad person, just does some things that are annoying and you're just like, can't stand him, fucking hate him. Yeah. Normally we do like a little, how you doing? Like let's prep. We're just going right into it. I, I can't even speak. I can't even speak. There is not a bit quick enough. Skip them. Synopsis. (laughs) What the actual fuck? We'll put quick bits at the end of this episode because we do need to talk about them, but let's just get right into it. What did you think of this episode, Lauren? My life will never be the same. (laughs) I can't even tell you, like, already, before the craziness happened, like, as I was going through this episode, I will say this was my most paused episode ever. I was, like, pausing to make predictions and take notes. And then... Oh, my God! I actually am so upset. I don't know why I'm smiling. I'm so upset. You texted me maybe two hours ago that you're watching the episode earlier than I thought you would and you'll be ready once we do it. And I was like, shit, because I hadn't taken notes yet. I had just kept putting it off and I was like, fuck, I got to start now. So I'm like getting to that point and you're like, we need to fucking record now. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I'm trying to type even faster and I'm just I'm just misspelling everything because I'm like the pressure's on. I, uh, the problem is as like, as soon as I was finished, I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to discuss the whole first like 30 minutes of the episode before we can even get to the good shit. And that's going to kill me. Well, what I'm hoping will happen is you'll hear the notes in their elaborate detail and you'll pick up on something and be like, oh my God, this, what happened changes this and what happened changes this. Maybe. I. Uh, my guess is I'm just going to sound so dumb today because I am so flabbergasted. Like the ghast has never been flabberer. So time to reveal a little secret. This is something that myself, fans of the podcast, have been looking forward to. This episode in particular. And I very sneakily tried to get you to record your reaction i said hey some people are wanting you to record yourself during episodes and you were like i've tried and i just sit there and i don't do anything um today i jumped i went it's still like guys i honestly am not like a very animated person when i watch tv unless i'm watching with someone else but i watch these by myself so i i really am just kind of sitting there kind of stoic but the first um, big thing, I jumped. Like, my whole body reacted because it was crazy. It still wouldn't have made for a very good video, but if it's any consolation, I literally finished the episode, like, 20 minutes ago. This is my, like, real-time reaction, and I am... Oh, my God. Let's jump right into it because I want to get to the end. The episode starts with Kate trying to wake Michael and Jack looking for the others. But Kate says that he's obviously alone. So they load Michael on Jack's back and carry him home. 
At the hatch, Anna makes a snack for Henry and looks over at a sleeping lock, and we get our first flashback. Anna finishes her shift and is greeted by her mother, who asks for her alibi for her crime. Anna lies and says that It's not her alibi. Where were you last night? (laughs) I thought you were saying- I thought you were phrasing it like she's using her mom as her alibi. No, no. She's asking for an alibi. I get what you're saying. Anna lies and says that she was alone, so Captain Cortez takes her to the morgue and shows her Jason's body. His name is Jason McCormick, but the subtitles say Jason Alder. I don't know why. She gives details of the case, how he was found with five bullets in his body. That was weird to me because I remember what during that episode, she shot him six times. Yeah. Weird detail to get wrong. Captain Cortez says that she knows it was Anna. Anna says that she needs to get a lawyer, and Cortez tells her that they both know it's going to be a dead-end investigation, but she has to tell her so she can help her. Anna says that she doesn't need her help, but Cortez tells her that she is a cop. If she does not respect her, she should at least respect that. So Anna takes her badge, gives it to her mother, and quits. So how are you feeling about Anna in this flashback? Clearly she was spiraling from what she did. I wasn't thinking so much about Anna in that flashback. I was actually thinking that both of those actresses did a really good job with like the emotion, but that they're both like strong, like, badass women but then Mm -hmm. the emotion is like cracking through i just i really liked that in both of them one thing i don't think gets talked about enough is how captain cortez is one of the few good parents on this show i don't necessarily think she's like mother of the year but she was like i i know you fucking killed this person i'm not going to turn you in because you're my kid and i just want to help you and then at the end of the episode obviously she was there we'll get there later but Captain Cortez is pretty great, in my opinion. In the hatch, Anna lets herself in and talks to Henry, and she tells him about how she was a cop and how killers love to talk, unlike him. He mumbles something, baiting her to get closer, and then he pounces. I knew that was going to happen. I'm like, girl, you never watched TV before? You never lean in closer. You never lean in closer. Knew that was happening. Usually, it's like a, what'd you say? And then they headbutt. But this one, he just full on starts strangling her. Then he says some interesting things. He says that she killed two of them. Good people who were leaving you alone. Yeah, honestly, I was like, Henry's a little Delulu right now. (laughs) He like, but later on when he's like, kind of giving her shit for killing Goodwin. I, I get where he's coming from, but I fully side with her. Yeah. And I'm I I need to just a refresher. He said you killed two of them. She killed Goodwin. The she- other one was an unnamed woman on the second raid of the Tailies. Technically that woman wasn't really attacking her. Anna tackled her and then Okay. So that's what I thought they were referring to and I was like, "Oh, yeah, all those people that were coming to steal children and other people from the plane crash." I was like, "Yeah, Delulu." Yeah. Mom, I'm saying delusional in a fun way. (laughs) Did she text you? Real time, long con just came out. We went on a rant about anime and how mom doesn't know how to spell anime. She texted me. You're right. I hate it when you talk about anime. And then she said, I spelled it right. (laughs) I think she had to look it up. There's no way she spelled it right on her first try. Although it is pretty like phonetically. Yeah. 
So Anna puts up a fight, but Henry calls her the killer and continues to choke her until Locke knocks him out with his crutch. Then he makes a joke about Henry finally deciding to talk. Not the time, John. We get a flashback where Anna is working at airport security and she gets off and sits down at the bar. And who is she sitting next to? Christian Shepard. I was like, does everybody have a flashback episode where they drink with Christian Shepard? You know how early on in the Marvel movies, there was like that one guy that just like kept popping up? Stan Lee? No. Oh. <laughs> An agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. His name is Phil Coulson. He's a white guy. Also, Nick Fury kept showing up too. So either one of them. I really don't care about Marvel. My point is Christian is the guy that just keeps popping up. Yeah. The two talk about how they both stopped being their previous profession. And Christian tells her how his son ratted him out for drinking on the job and he lost his license. Anna laughs saying that kids and parents shouldn't work together because it causes too many issues. And Christian agrees. Then he invites her to Sydney. She asks why she would go and he says fate. Maybe they are supposed to help each other. He says what he's going to do is dangerous and he could use a bodyguard. Anna laughs and says that she doesn't even know his name. And he says they shouldn't use real names, so they pick fake ones. He calls her Sarah. That was so weird. Why did he pick Sarah? I don't know. That was weird. And she goes with Tom, which was Kate's childhood boyfriend name. So yeah. but that's not weird because she doesn't know who Tom is. Like Sarah is a person in his life. That's yeah. that's so weird. It was weird. But Anna silently agrees to go. This is so off topic, but can I just say, in like every single show, typically more like drama shows, people just drink alcohol like straight. I've never met a single person in my life besides whiskey drinkers who just drink alcohol straight. Like she was either, I don't remember what she ordered. It was either tequila or vodka. What? Which one was it? doesn't matter who just her drink of choice is tequila and tonic because jack made that for her oh is that what she had okay wouldn't that be kind of fizzy isn't tonic water like carbonated what do i know all i know is like this isn't just this show in like gray's anatomy they're always just drinking vodka straight who in the world is drinking vodka straight absolutely no one and it's easy because they can just, it's just water that they're drinking. Mm-hmm. It just really bothers me and it does not matter and it's not relevant. Move on. That's yeah, like on How I Met Your Mother. They're always just drinking whiskey or, or whatever, just straight up. Whiskey, I get. Whiskey makes sense. Vodka? Ew. Well, when you do a shot, do you put a mixer in it or do you do a... A shot is different. They're not drink. They're not doing shots of vodka. I mean, she technically... Like is, but it's just they have them in like in like the short glasses. It's a weird thing for me to get hung up on, but I really don't like it. <laughs> on the island, Libby asks Anna what happened, and Anna tells her what Henry did and how she is fine, but he won't be. And Libby tells her not to do anything dumb. In the hatch, Locke looks at the blast door and then lets himself into Henry's cell, who is now tied to the floor. <laughs> Yeah, at first I was like, don't open the door. Why would you do that? You're on crutches. And then I was like, oh, he's tight up. Which, considering no one else was there, it had to have been Locke that did that. Impressive rope work. Uh, I don't know. Ana Lucia could have done it before she left. With the head wound? 
You can't tie a knot with a head wound? She seems fine to me. I mean, she got back to the beach pretty quickly. If Okay, between Locke and Ana Lucia, Locke, 400 knives in a suitcase, and Ana, who do you think is, like, really good with rope? Locke can barely walk. He had to, he, he would have to crouch. Some... You would have to crouch down. He has a broken femur. Okay. It was definitely Locke. <laughs> in, in what world? Are you crouching down with a broken femur? Why would that be so hard? I'm going to break your femur and then I'm going to be like, do a squat, Zane. Go ahead. It was a hairline fracture. That can be arranged. God. You really think Anna just knows how to fucking tie someone up like that? It was obviously Locke. Locke could have coached her through it. Okay. Then still, impressive rope work, Locke. I don't know. Anna seems like she knows her way around some ropes. You gonna work that into the fanfic? No? Oh my god. How is this episode gonna affect the fanfic? I literally stopped the episode to switch over to my fanfic notepad to add something in there, and then the end of the episode, stop it. Just keep going. Henry says that he forgives Locke for hitting him, and then Locke asks why he tried to kill Ana Lucia and not him when he was pinned to the floor by the door. Henry says that Locke is one of the good ones. Locke asks what that means, and Henry says it does not matter because his people are now going to kill him, or Jack will. Locke asks why the others would kill him, and Henry says their leader is a great and brilliant man, but is not a forgiving man. He failed his mission of bringing Locke back. Kate and Jack return and call for Locke. Do you buy this story? I was skeptical. I don't know if I believe him. I feel like he just thinks Locke is the most easily manipulated let me ask you something Hmm. in maternity leave you were very creeped out by the plane mobile and the catch a falling star you said they seem to know a lot more about the survivors than you would think Mm -hmm. do you think they know anything about Locke? yeah i'm sure they do so maybe they were coming for him i just i don't know Sawyer is knocking mangoes out of a tree and finds Ana Lucia snatching them. Ana says that she wants a gun, and Sawyer tells her to go to Jack, but he's off with Kate. Ana then says if he is mad at Jack for making time with Kate, he should not take it out on her, and again asks for a gun. So he tells her to scram, and Ana walks away. In the next flashback, Ana cannot sleep in her hotel in Sydney and makes herself a drink. Christian knocks on the door and tells her it's time to be a bodyguard. Anna says that they have been drinking for four days straight and suddenly he is ready and Christian says that fate is calling. In the pouring rain, they drive to some random house in the suburbs. Christian tells her to stay in the car and he knocks on the door. A woman answers and is clearly not happy to see him. They start fighting. Anna can't really hear what is being said, but if you listen, if you watch with subtitles, you will see what is said. Lucky for you, we have been watching Naruto Shippuden with subtitles because we got to a point where there's no more dubbed episodes. And so the subtitles were already on and I just didn't turn them off because then I'll have to turn them back on like later. So I did see what was said. And I have thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, One, I was trying. I was paying so close attention looking at the woman that he was talking to. I was like, Lauren, if you're supposed to recognize this girl, you need to recognize her. And I didn't. 
So you are not supposed to recognize her. Okay. My only, everybody in this show is connected. So my only guess that I will question myself very heavily on is that that is Claire's mother and Christian Shepherd is Claire's dad. Your face looks like I might be right. But the woman looks very young, but sometimes I'm just not good at showing like ages of people. I don't think we've ever met Claire's mom, but she's an Australian blonde. Claire's an Australian blonde. She talks about her dad, and I've been really curious about who Claire's... Ah, I'm locking it in. I think Christian Shepard is Claire's dad. Am I right? Tell me I'm right. I know I'm right. You don't have to tell me, but I know I'm right. I'll tell you that that wasn't Claire's mom. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Have we met Claire's mom already? The only thing we know about Claire's mom is that when Claire said, my mom will disown me, which if she finds out I'm pregnant... Her boyfriend said she practically has already. Right. Okay. Then why does your face look like I'm right? Because I think this is a funny theory. No. How can I be right and that not be Claire's mom? Maybe that's not even the woman that he knocked up. It's just a, a girl there. But still, I still think I'm right. <laughs> I don't know how, but I feel like I'm right. Who else could it be? Just a woman in Australia. <laughs> It, it could be, but not with this show. It's how soon am I going to find out that I'm right is the question. Okay. You, you could wait the rest of the series to find out you're wrong. <sighs> Whatever. Your face really like told me that I was right. Because you tried so hard not to have a reaction. I, I'm pretty confident right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kristen tries to force his way in. So Anna grabs him. And then the woman, who is not Claire's mother, tells him to leave and that he needs help. Anna takes a look back, and then the two of them leave. Could be Claire's sister? Claire's aunt? Christian did say he pays the mortgage for the house. Right, right. Regardless, it would appear Jack has a sister. Right. Hopefully it's not Sarah. (laughs) That'd be funny. Wouldn't it? Okay, in this next scene, Hurley finds Saeed digging a hole in the middle of the camp, and I just want to say... I feel like they just don't know what to do with Saeed if he's not involved in the main action. He's always just doing something around camp. Yeah, they every single time somebody needs to go have a conversation with him, he's doing some sort of manual labor. Am I complaining? No. Did he get points for Hottie of the Week? Yes. Did this I didn't episode... even think about Hottie of the Week. Are you kidding? It's all I could think about until, until it happened, until <laughs> the big stuff happened, because this was a hot episode. Lots of hotness. Yes, I'm not kidding, because I knew what was going to happen the entire time. Right. I was blindsided. So I'm sitting there going, dang, Hottie of the Week is going to be so hard. While Saeed's digging this hole, Hurley asks if he can get the radio from a couple episodes ago. And Saeed says that it would only be static. Hurley says it's the thought that counts. Saeed asks why he would want to do that. And they talk about say anything. And then he tells Saeed if they ever get off the island, he should check it out, which I thought was great. This is off topic. Have we ever seen a real shovel on this island? I don't think so, but where would they find a shovel? Shovel smugglers? I swear, I thought at one point there was a real shovel. And then every time I see somebody using this like makeshift shovel, I'm like, why aren't they using the real one? But let's move on. I'll tell you now, a real shovel just shows up one day. And I question all the time, did the hatch just have a shovel? I bet the hatch has a shovel. Saeed tells Hurley about a beautiful beach that he could take Libby to. 
Hurley asked if that would work, and he says that he took Shannon to it. It's been a while, but I like that they still reference Shannon just to show that like that's still fresh on people's mind. Mm-hmm. At the hatch, Locke asks if the trade worked, and Jack tells him, of course it didn't. Locke asks if this was a coincidence, and Jack says Michael obviously heard him shouting and came to him. And then he looks at Locke and asks if he thinks that the others are on the honor system and just released Michael thinking they would let Henry go, which was very I... condescending. Thank you. That's exactly what I was about to say. I just cannot stand the way that Jack talks to Locke. It's like, it does not matter what they're talking about. He is so rude to him. Have you ever seen the video where they're like happier and with your mouth open? Yeah. Okay, it's like every time they did these scenes between Jack and Locke, they were like, cut, Jack, could you just be even more condescending? Could you be even more annoyed with Locke's presence? Like, that's what I feel like they do as the show goes on. I just, I can't stand it. Kind of feels like it's like a older brother annoyed by little brother thing, which doesn't make any sense because Locke is older than Jack. I guess, but to me, it's just, it's so oh it's so condescending i can't stand it but with everything that happened in this episode it would seem that Locke was correct in questioning everything so once again Locke has pretty good instincts mm-hmm. in the jungle sawyer is walking and hears on lucia following him and tells her to just come out as he draws his gun sawyer asks if her plan was to follow him to the stash of guns and anna tells him to just give him the one in his hand she takes a swing and he and misses. He laughs. I'm pretty sure he smacked her ass. Couldn't really I, tell. It seems like when he or when she made the punch, he like dodged and like when he pushed her, he smacked her ass in the process. Oh, I did not catch that. As he's laughing, Anna takes him to the ground, but he reverses who's on top. With no other options, she resorts to having sex with him. That was hot. Leaving their gun and the clothes in a messy pile. It's funny because I didn't even realize, like, I thought she was going to kiss him and then, like, in the action, like, take the gun and, like, stop it. So I was kind of surprised when they cut back later and I was like, oh, dang, no, she just said, mama has needs. I was stunned that, like, watching this the first time, like, obviously didn't really know about, like, all of that. But every now and then I'm just like, why does this work on Sawyer? And then I'm like, you know what? It's been almost 60 days. Yeah, it's been a long time. He's a man. God gave man enough blood to use his head, but only one at a time. Basically. In the flashback, Anna asks Christian who that woman was. And Christian tells her it's a long story, again, calling her Sarah. Anna tells him her real name, and he says that he is still Tom. But she calls him pathetic, and he agrees. She slams on the brakes and ask why they're in Sydney. And I just want to say, this is like a really common thing in TV where like tense conversation while driving, passenger says something that really upsets the driver, so they slam on the brakes. One of these days, I just want someone to get rear-ended. Yeah, where are they driving all the time that it's totally fine to just stop randomly? <laughs> she slams on the brake. What are we doing? And I work in insurance, so that would be really funny. Ha ha ha. Kristen says that he is there because he cannot apologize to his son for trying to help him. And then he thanked him by hating him. He then says that she came for the same reason she ran away. Kristen sees a bar and tells her that they should go be pathetic together 
and Anna says no. Christian opens the door and hits Sawyer. (laughs) Anna tries to stop Christian, telling him that they can just go back, and Christian says he can never go back, and then he walks into the bar. And obviously we know what happens to Christian shortly after that, so what were your thoughts on Christian in this episode? Well, first I have to say, do you remember back in that episode where I was like, we don't really know. Obviously he drank himself to death, but we don't really know if maybe that was like a choice that he made. This gives me more reason to believe that it was purposeful because he's like, I'm never going to go back. He's like, pretty much he's, you know, unfortunately made that decision. I don't know. I guess it was like, so obviously he has another kid. So he's just like, oh, I can't make it right with that kid. I'm going to have this last stitch effort to make it right with this other kid. And he barely tries by showing up drunk in the middle of the night. And then he's like, that didn't work. Oh, I guess I would just go drink myself to death. It's kind of sad. Kind of, I don't know. Lots yeah. of, yeah. He seems broken. Well, yeah, very. And what really sucks is knowing that conversation that he has with Sawyer like shortly after this it's just like i feel bad for him but he could have picked up the phone <laughs> he definitely could have i also think it's interesting because we see that that conversation happens with Sawyer in the same day and he was much more vulnerable with Sawyer than with Ana Lucia even though he'd been spending way more time with her probably just because he got to that breaking point and had a couple more drinks in him but i think Anu's saying like we can just go back and him saying, like, I can't. Yeah. Once he walked through that door, in his mind, it was there was just no going back. And I think he just knows, like, oh, I just I shouldn't have come in here. I could have maybe changed things, but now I'm here and now it's done. I also think, like, at first, he thought he and Ana Lucia were kind of, like, in the same place. And then she's like, no, we can just go back. He's like, oh, no, we're not in the same place. He goes into this bar. He meets Sawyer. Sawyer seems like a guy that's in the same place and so then he's like i can be really vulnerable because this guy's also a piece of shit Mm -hmm. what i think was interesting is he called ana lucia kiddo a couple times in this scene and he really only has ever called jack kiddo so i think he like i don't necessarily see a lot of similarities between jack and anna other than just how intense they are and how they can't let things go which is like really jack's two big things but i think he's just using Anna as a surrogate a lot in this scene, which is interesting because the show definitely for a while there was trying to be like, oh, Anna is their Jack, the Taylor's Jack. So it's interesting that they went back to that with this. The other thing about this whole dynamic is I see what he gets out of it by her coming, but what does she really get out of it? Just running away? Yeah. Okay. She told her mom she just had to get as far away as possible. I guess. Sawyer asks Anna if she wants his number and she says if he tells anyone she will kill him then libby catches hurley gathering food and he tries to cover for it but libby says that she is not there to police him around food hurley says that he was actually packing a picnic for a date and it was supposed to be a surprise and libby says it was very sweet and hurley asks if she wants to go she asks where and he keeps that part a surprise still what did you think of this storyline before everything happened? you just think it was like a little little B-plot, little sweet plot? Yeah, I thought it was just supposed to be like, oh, a cutesy little B-plot that I wasn't into because I still didn't like her and now I feel bad about that. Don't laugh at me. So last week, when you said 
I would ship a monkey with a rock or something along those lines because there needed to be more romance. Because we were talking a lot about Jack and Kate. And I was like, oh, this is big for you because you don't like them. I was like, you act like there wasn't a kiss an episode ago. And you said, I don't like that bitch. Yeah. What about it? I couldn't help but think about that. (laughs) I still didn't like her this episode. Yeah, I was really... I was watching, I was listening to Dave the other day and you were just like, I don't like her, blah, 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 blah. And I could, and every time I asked, I was like, really? I was like, there's nothing you find redeeming about her? I'm just like, well, I know she barely likes Ana Lucia. So this, I don't know if this episode is going to be a big reaction out of her. No, the problem is, and, and honestly, like, I don't even know when I thought this. So I guess I'll just throw it in now. In this episode prior to what happened, I was like, I think I actually really like Ana Lucia as a character. I was like, I think this is the strong woman that I've been asking for. I really enjoy her. And I'm like, it's funny to me that mom like hates her so much because I think she's had a lot of growth and I think she's a great character. Ouch. Yeah, just wait until we get to the quick bits. Okay. At the hatch, Anna finds Jack has returned and he tells her that Michael's also back. He asks what happened to her head, and Locke lies, covering for her. Then Michael wakes up. Locke welcomes him, and Michael says, hey, John. And that kind of just seems like a short little, like, sorry for knocking you out last time I saw you thing. Mm. And then Michael gives them the lowdown. He found the others. He walked back to where they came from on the other side of the island and hiked the shoreline until he found one of them. He looked dirty, worn down clothes, no shoes. He calls him simple, like the rest of them. He reveals that he followed the other back to his camp. They live in canvas tents and teepees. They eat dried fish. He says they are worse off than the survivors. Kate asks how many of them there are, and Michael says they counted 22. If you add Henry to that, that's 23 others. A number. Yeah, but okay, (laughs) that's a stretch. Jack asks about the boat and Walt, and Michael says he did not see them. Anna asks about Cindy, Zach, Emma, any of the other tailies, and Michael says he did not see them either, but he suspects they're all together. The others have a hatch. He says he saw a pair of metal doors leading into the ground, and he figured that it had to be a hatch. Then he says it's guarded 24 hours with two guards and two guns, and that's the only weapons he saw. He says they're barely armed. Most of them are old. Half of them are women. Don't see how that's relevant. Women can fight. And then he says he wanted to save Walt, but he couldn't. So he came back to tell them that they can take the others. He says as soon as he gets his strength back, he will lead them back and they will get Walt. At the time, I was thinking that's what they want you to think. They want you to think that they're weak. I feel like they're stupid for believing him. I think that the others have shown us time and time again that they are not weak, that they are smart, and they will not be taken down easily. So this whole thing, obviously, before what happened, I just was like, they're really dumb for, like, just rolling with this so easily. So you think, before, you thought Michael also fell for a trap? Uh, It wasn't like I thought that they were specifically trying to trick Michael. It's just, like... I think that their whole thing is that they come off as, like, unassuming. The others do. And I thought, "Mm, they're going to be in for a rude awakening if they go try to storm the camp, you know? 
Did you have any concerns when Michael said he only saw two guns? We know for a fact they have more than two because they took a bunch of guns off the survivors in the hunting party. I'm like, bro, they're guarding the hatch. Obviously, they could have more guns in the hatch just because they're using two guns. Like, you could show up to our camp, their camp, and and see one gun. We obviously have more than one gun. You know what I mean? Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. He's stupid. Well, obviously, you know, but. <laughs> He's stupid. Good lie, though. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. This whole thing. Locke works on the map in the button room again, and Jack says the unthinkable. Locke was right. Oh my god, I was shocked. <laughs> I, honestly, every time, I'm just like, this is so out of character for Jack. Yeah. And then, I don't think that this is what Locke was doing, but he was like, right about what? Tell me more. Uh, I do that. Like, sometimes when I'm arguing with Andrew, and he'll be like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, sorry for what? Be specific. <laughs> you know what? Hate does that. And I know why she does it. It's because she's like, I don't want you to just say, I'm sorry. I want you to know what you're being sorry for. Yeah. I'm like, I want to make sure that you are apologizing for what I actually think you did wrong. Not just giving me a blanket apology. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were right about, uh, Moving on. Exactly. Yeah, and then we have to start the whole argument all over again because yeah. he didn't he didn't get it. Jack says he does not like how he and Saeed went about Henry when they first found him, but he was right and he should have stayed out of their way. Locke tells him that he did what he thought was right, and next time he decides to do something, he hopes that he includes him. Then Locke says he senses that will be soon. Jack says that Michael said they can take them. And Locke reminds him what Mr. Friendly said at the line. Jack calls the others liars, and Locke agrees. So they team up, and they tell Kate they're going to Sawyer to get the guns back. In this moment, it looks like Kate and Ana Lucia were having a conversation. And honestly, I cannot imagine what they were talking about. I don't think they've ever said two words to each other by themselves. I didn't even notice that. I never even got the impression that they like each other. Yeah, because in a show like this in 2004... There's no point in having two women have a, a relationship. Well, Libby and Anna had a friendship. Mm, does, does Anna really have a friendship with anyone? I don't know about that. <laughs> they tell Kate that they're going to need her help to convince Sawyer. And the other unthinkable happens. Kate kind of wants to stay behind to take care of Michael. I don't know. I mean, I guess she maybe is offering that. But I think maybe she's just like, someone needs to she's just kind of pointing it out yeah which anna volunteers to stay behind and she says to give sawyer her best then she looks at henry's cell it just occurred to me no one said anything about the button <laughs> i mean at this point who cares in the jungle hurley cannot find the beach so libby asks if he has ever seen the flintstones hurley mentions that he watched it in the hospital and immediately covers up with a lie saying he broke his hip so you once said you don't like Libby because she's not telling the truth about the time in the hospital, but Hurley's doing the exact same thing. Now, granted, he doesn't know that he knows Libby from there, but he's not telling people other than Jack. So is that a double standard? No, it's different. It's completely different. How is it completely different? Hurley is not 
um, offering up his private information of the fact that he was in a mental hospital. That's going to, you know, paint. He doesn't know that she knows. So he's like, she's just going to make assumptions about me. I don't need to, you know, whatever. She is, is hiding completely. It's completely different. I don't really think it's completely different. The only difference is she recognizes him and knows where she recognizes him from. He recognizes her, but doesn't. They're both just not telling people they were in a mental hospital. But I feel like hers, there's something deeper. Maybe like shame. (laughs) Maybe. I thought there was going to be more to that storyline. Instead, she got shot. So I obviously was wrong, but we'll get there. Well, like the Flintstones, they have walked past the same tree three times. Hurley says, no, they're not lost. They're about to come out on the most amazing beach. But Libby points out that it's their own beach and then points at Jin cleaning a fish. She says they can have the picnic there and ask for the blankets. And if Hurley would have packed them, this whole episode would have gone a lot different. I mean, it's one less person. Yeah, well. The person I don't even really care about. (laughs) She says that she will get the blankets he should get the wine. And then Hurley says if he gets drunk enough, he might remember where he knows her from. Which doesn't seem like the right thing to say when you're trying to woo a lady. I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Well, Jin gives Hurley a thumbs up, which was awesome. I see that gif all the time of Jin just giving a thumbs up and then it cuts to Lost. Don't know why they did it that way, but I see it a lot. The trio roll up on Sawyer and Jack takes his manuscript and burns the pages demanding the guns. That was so fucking stupid. What What is that going to accomplish? I thought he'd be like, I have the pages. If you want to finish the story, you got to give us the guns. Instead, he just burns it. Why would he then be cooperative? What? I took it as like a we mean business kind of thing. But do you really think if Jack took the manuscript and goes like, I'll give it back if you give me the guns, sort of been like, oh, yeah, let me just hand them over. I know. But like, what is all that's going to do is piss him off. Honestly, I was so mad as just like a person who would be mad if I couldn't finish a story. Like that would actually drive me insane. And no one else knows the answer. It's not like a book that everybody knows. So yes, Hurley, Hurley read it. He did? Yeah, that's Scary Troops manuscript. I don't care. Anyway, I just thought that was stupid. I just think Jack is stupid. But he just was like you know, setting the the tone of the conversation. Okay, don't care. Don't like him. Really wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, but it's just, it's a dumb thing to do, and I don't like him. Let me get this straight. It's a dumb thing to do, you don't like him. Remember a couple episodes ago when Sawyer orchestrated an elaborate thing where one of your favorite characters got dragged through the jungle and her head split open, and you didn't really care? That was a good plan. Jack burning the little, the papers wasn't like a good plan. He just, he acts out so like rashly, like. I think, I think you pick and choose what level uh, something happens to make you not like a character. Like you are way more lenient on Sawyer. You admit to, to me all the time. Sawyer is a terrible character and yet you love him or not a terrible character. He's a great character. He's a terrible person. Jack, not a bad person, just does some things that are annoying and you're just like can't stand him fucking hate him yeah i don't like him i you're like you're such a double standard no you're being really stupid about this i don't like him and that's not gonna change double standard doesn't matter 
Well, Locke jumps in, and so does Kate on demanding the guns, and Sawyer refuses, so Jack draws on him, which I guess we're just at that point now. That would be an effective way to get the guns. Pull a gun on him. That makes sense. Burning his manuscript doesn't make sense. He just did it to intimidate him. My God. It's not, like, if somebody did that to me, I would never cooperate. I would never. What if he then pulled a gun on them? At that point, I don't have, you can't even read the rest of my story. Shoot me. (laughs) Sawyer tries to do the same and realizes that Anna took his gun. Jack asks why she would need a gun and Locke realizes he needs to tell Jack something. You know what? I don't think Locke did anything wrong. (laughs) How was he supposed to know? Yeah, I mean, I did think it was kind of a weird choice to begin with to like kind of like cover up what happened but obviously we needed it for this well, he was just situation. looking out for anna yeah i guess but i really feel like maybe maybe Locke is a little naive i kind of think jack's um condescension is like reserved for Locke. if anna made a mistake like that i don't think jack would have been that hard on her condescension i'm sure that's the right word but it's, it sounds funny well it is the right word unless someone Tells me it's not, but I'll believe anybody but you. It makes me think of condensation. Well, it's it's not. It's a different word. Is it spelled the same? No. How would you spell condescension? Condescension? Don't make me spell right now. Hold on, I have to type it out. Okay, first of all, condensation. Condescension. Why would that be spelled... There's a con- there's a T in condensation. Okay, but there's also an N in the middle of the word for condensation. Condescension. Hold on. Condescending has an N in it. Condescension does not have a T in it, first of all. I'm texting it to you. Condescension. Condensation. Is that a word? That doesn't look like a word. It's a word. Condescension, condensation. Two different words spelled completely different. I don't think I've ever seen the word condescension used. I've always just seen condensating. You're using two different words right okay. now. That's condescending, part- condescending. I've no I've never seen this word used. Oh my god. Let's put it in a sentence. A tone of condensation, an attitude of patronizing. You just said condensation. Because you keep saying it. (laughs) A tone of condescension. A tone of condescension. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's not really using the word that well in a sentence. I literally just fucking Googled it. And that's the first thing that comes up in dictionary.com. Okay, use it in a sentence other than describing it as a tone. Oh, I'll kill you. I I just I used it in a sentence when we were having a conversation. I don't have to put it in another sentence. It's a word. It doesn't sound right. It, it, it's a word. I don't care if it's a word. It doesn't sound right. Oh my god. Anyway, that's gonna sound like we edited like in like we edited out more. That's legitimately the truth. That's really how that went, people. In the hatch, Anna slides a knife over to Henry. This is the knife that she and Goodwin fought over. And she tells Henry to cut himself loose. He asks why, and she says that he knows why. He cuts himself loose, 
and says, Goodwin said that she was misunderstood, that he tried to convince the rest of them that she was worthy and could change, but he was wrong and it cost him his life. Anna says that he was going to kill her, and then Henry asks if he was. Do you think Goodwin would have killed her? I think at the point where they were, like at the point where she realized what he was and and all of that, I think yes. And even if he wasn't going to, I think she was fair in assuming that he was going to. Yes, I think she was, I think she was fair, but considering that the others had only ever taken them. I mean, she doesn't know this, but like Ethan hung Charlie from a tree. So yeah, I think he would have killed her. Yeah, but Ethan did that because Jack did not heed his warning. Okay. At that point, none of the Tailies had died. They'd only just been taken. So what's why wouldn't Goodwin just take Anna? Because the rest of the group didn't agree that she was worthy. If he brought her back, they probably would have killed her anyway. I'm asking you, do you think Goodwin was going to kill her or try to take her? I don't think, like, I don't know that he was necessarily going to kill her before she realized who he was and like attacked him at that point that was only going to end with one of them dying them going on the walk together i don't think he was planning on killing her she asks if henry is done and he says yes she aims the gun at him and he asks if this is it and she says yes i thought this was me trying to guess the twist i thought that they were wanting us to think that she was going to kill him, but what she was actually going to do was be like, untie yourself, take me to your camp so she can like, you know, do an act, do whatever. Don't know what she was going to do, but that's what I thought was going to happen. I was quite wrong. <laughs> we get a flashback where Ana Lucia listens to Jack talk to the gay agent about Christian's body and what he's saying really hits home, so she decides to call her mother. But apparently she didn't get connected until she got through security because they cut from her at the gate to her, or her checking in to her at the gate, and they just skipped over the security part. Yeah, but I've always referred to that scene as him talking to the gate agent. No, that's not the gate agent. That was like the lobby. There's giant windows with the road behind them. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Her mother asks where she is, and Anna says that she was in Sydney. Her mother asks why. She says that she made a mistake, and she knew, so she had to get as far away as possible. Then she says she wants to come home, and Captain Cortez tells her to come home. Anna gives her the flight number, and she says that she will be there when she lands. And finally, using the flight number makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that was a valid reason. I was like, at first, I was like... Whatever. And then I thought about literally every single time I've flown and both of our parents are like, what's your flight number? Yeah, so you can look it up. Yeah. And to put in perspective how excited Lauren was to talk about this next part, she has been on her phone the entire episode and I'm guessing she's going to put it away for this part. Are we finally there? Yeah. Yeah, thank God. Michael asks Ana Lucia where everyone is and she tells him how Sawyer got all the guns so they went to get them back. He says at least he didn't get the pistol. Anna tells him that she cannot use it. Michael asks on what, so she tells him about Henry. She tells him about how Henry tried to kill her that day, and she wanted him dead, but she cannot do it. 
she starts crying, saying she couldn't even kill him. And then she whispers, she cannot do it anymore. Which to me, that's like, you know, redemption, character arc has come full circle. Don't understand why people hate Ana Lucia so much. Like, right when she was at the peak of her character, her time was cut short. I don't understand why people hate Ana Lucia. I'm so upset. We haven't even gotten there yet. I'm so upset. I really, truly love her as a character. Michael says that he will do it. He says that the others are animals, and they took his son right out of his hands. He asks for the gun, saying he will kill Henry because that's what they would do. So Anna gives him the gun and the combination. And then Michael looks at the gun and apologizes. She asks what for, and he shoots her in the chest. I was shocked. I have no words. Shocked. He stares at her, and the camera pans to reveal Libby holding the blankets. She says his name and scares him, and he shoots her twice. She looks at him confused and in pain and falls to the ground. Michael looks at both of them. Holding back tears and shaking, he opens the door to Henry's cell. Henry rises, they stare at each other, and Michael shoots himself in the shoulder. Cut to black, Lost appears in absolute silence. And that is how the episode ends. Okay, first of all, when they pan to Libby, my brain was like, oh my god, she is another. She's in on it. They're about to team up. No, bam bam, she's shot. I was wrong. I should have never been so hard on her. Sorry, Libby, but I still didn't really like you that much. The other thing is that I have been watching way too much Naruto because the whole time I was just like, maybe she's not dead. Maybe she's fine. Maybe she's fine. They're going to like resuscitate her. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. You're telling me she's like for real dead. Which one? Don't tell me one of them lives and it's Libby. I'm not saying anything. Well, I'm talking about Ana Lucia. I don't care about Libby. It would appear. Yeah, it would appear, but it would appear. In Naruto, no one's ever actually dead. Okay, so I was shocked. I, like, just absolutely shocked. And I'm frustrated. So obviously my thoughts are that Michael's a big fat fucking liar. And he, you know, kind of, like, joined up with them. And then this was, like, his mission to go, like, rescue Henry, I guess. But it's interesting to me because it kind of just seemed to all fall perfectly for him. Like, she hands him the gun. What was he going to do had that not happened? That's what I'm curious about. I guess they were going to, like take him so they probably would have like oh we're gonna go infiltrate whatever so they probably would have given him a gun anyway it's just wow 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 oh my god i just uh, i'm so upset what is this gonna do to my fanfic because i i literally wrote down a part in this i was like okay for my fanfic saeed's gonna see her head wound and it's gonna be the who did this to you trope then she dies. Like, they, they're they not anywhere close 
to to falling in love yet. They still have confusing tension at this point in my fanfic. What do I do? Well, it is a fanfic. No, Make it so I, she doesn't die. It has to fit within like a little bit. I don't of... think you've ever read a piece of fanfiction. No, it doesn't. No, I've never read a fanfiction before. I'm not a fucking nerd. On the topic of nerds, uh, Kate and I went to Jeopardy-style trivia the other day, and I had negative points all the way until the last two rounds where it was, like, Batman and X-Men, and I got every single question right, and I won both rounds. I wouldn't have gotten a single one of those questions right. I think I'm just, like, I'm actually really upset. This is not where I wanted the show to go. Are you mad at the show? I love if they had just let me keep hating on Lucia, then I would have been fine. I really like her. I don't want who does that remind us of? Shannon, yeah, yeah, but I never hated Shannon. Shannon's just kind of like, whatever. Like, obviously, I liked her when she died, but I never hated her. I hated on Lucia. Now I love her, and now she's dead. I love that this show has so few women. And they're like, we're going to gun down three of them in one season. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so upset. I'm like, I'm so beyond upset. And the other thing is, now, are we just never going to get, unless Libby's alive, because he did shoot her kind of low. But twice. Yeah, but he shot her, like, not up high where there's any um, vital organs. He kind of shot her, like, isn't the kidney and like stomach vital? Not really. I mean, I feel like a lot of people survive like a a gun wound to the lower abdomen. Look, what am I talking about? I don't know, but I'm saying if one of them is alive, it's gonna be Libby. Even though I hope it's on Lucia, and I they're probably just both dead. But the whole point of me saying any of this before you interrupt me, because I can see it in your face, is are we never going to get closure on that whole storyline of why was she also in the hospital with Hurley? And there is there not more to that? Is it truly just that she was embarrassed that that's why she knows him? Because that's so annoying. Ugh, that's so disappointing, honestly. Let me so ask you disappointing. Something. I'm not saying we're not getting closure, but do you really need closure? She was in a mental hospital. People are in mental hospitals all the time. If that's all it is, that's fine. But they really tried to paint it like it was something more. That last scene of her watching him from the table where they reveal that that's how they know each other, that to me was very ominous. They they did it in a way that made me think that there's something nefarious afoot. <laughs> if there's nothing nefarious afoot, that's fine. But don't make me think that if it's not the case. I mean, what if that wasn't their goal? I mean, it's just a twist. She was in the same hospital. But it's the same way it's like, oh, Christian knows Sawyer and Anna. They're all connected. It's different, though, because they have a romantic relationship. And and they're, like, keeping secrets from each other. I'll say that since you're going to shame me. <sighs> it's the early stages of the relationship, though. You keep secrets in early stages. It's a big secret. It's just like it's a type of secret that would cause the third act breakup in a in a romance novel, and they might be able to come back from it, but there definitely is going to be a pretty big fight over it. But now none of that can happen because she's dead. 
And poor Hurley. There's going to be some survivor's guilt there. I would have just well, packed the blankets. The blankets. Obviously, this island just doesn't want anybody to be in love. Or have women on it. So, how do you feel about Michael these days? What a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. How do you think he's going to spin this? So, it's interesting. This is not answering your question. I have decided I have to completely stop looking at any comments on TikTok ever. Yeah. Now, sometimes people comment things, even on like the videos... That I don't know what it means, but I'm like, that means something. I need to get out of here. What are you referring to? I'm about to tell you. Somebody commented. It was like one of the videos where I was saying like that I didn't like Michael or whatever. And you said, no, she's not to that point yet. And I was like, what point? And I didn't know if I was going to like him at that point, if I was going to dislike him at that point. I think we're now at that point. That was that point. Um. So that's just me saying I have to say out of TikTok comments. Just, yeah. So for whoever was commenting that, I'm at that point now. I'm not a fan. I really don't like him. I am, I get it. Like, you know, obviously he's doing all of this for Walt, I would assume. But... Come on, bro. It's not cool. Um. So how do you think he's going to spin it? <laughs> well, obviously, he's going to be like, um, Ana Lucia wanted to kill him. Uh, or even he could just be like, I was going to kill him. She told me to kill him. I was going to do it. I went in there. He got the gun for me, shot me in the shoulder, shot them too. There's no one there to say that he's lying. It's a classic. Same thing Saeed did when he was helping Nadia escape. Shoot yourself. Say they shot you. So you think he did it for Walt? Like the others said, free our guy. We'll give you our son. Give you your son. I don't even think it's that. I don't even think that the Walt, the others ever said they were going to give up Walt. I think maybe they like took him in and brainwashed him and they're like, we're the good guys and you got to get our guy and we're going to protect you and we're going to protect your son and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what was said to him. You didn't see any guilt on his face during the whole thing? Yeah, he was like shaking. Like he, I don't think he thinks that this is the right thing to do, but it's something that he thinks he has to do for his son, I'm sure. But you just said you thought he was brainwashed. Yeah, but there could be both. I have no idea. I'm just talking in circles. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen with everybody else? Madness. And I don't know. I'm going to cry. Uh, I, and this, the worst part was like, when when they had their little angsty bang, I was like, I hope this is like a reoccurring thing. I don't want them to fall in love. But a little bit of like hate banging is never a bad thing in a show. Can't, can't have a hate bang anymore. <laughs> it's, I'm so upset. But he I'm could have so a, upset. He could have a Kate bang. I don't want that. So you're off the ship? I don't even care anymore. Just let me mourn Ana Lucia. I know a lot happened, and it's probably the last thing on your mind, but I am going to need you to name Hottie of the Week. Okay, I do have a Hottie of the Week. I, I will have to give the caveat that it was decided pre-murder. My Hottie of the Week is Ana Lucia. 
queen of low-rise jeans was out there using her body, using her femininity to get what she wants. And I respect it. And it's hot. Respect. Rest in peace, Ana Lucia, the hottie of the week. And the queen of low-rise jeans. She's now the new Daenerys Targaryen. Just titles, titles, titles. <laughs> All right, let's get into those quick bits from before. Ew, okay. This episode was directed by Paul Edwards. Now, he was a camera operator for the show for a while. I don't know if you noticed, but this episode has a lot of close-ups. And I think that is because he has a particular image. Also, I... the, the panning of the camera to reveal that Libby is behind Michael was really one done well okay the numbers appear when anna meets her mother on the roof of the lapd motor pool the number on the roof of the patrol cars are 4 8 15 16 23 and 42 a little behind the scenes information here and this gets brought up every now and then it's been brought up on our tiktok so let's just set the record straight yeah anna's dead but she was always meant to be killed off after one season or leave the show however a lot of people say that this isn't the case now michelle rodriguez had only committed to one season because she wanted to remain available for other projects but due to the increasing unpopularity amongst the fans and when it comes to ana lucia they decided to throw libby in there getting shot as well hoping it would get a bigger reaction because she was quote a beloved character that's hilarious because I do not care about Libby, but I am so upset about Ana Lucia. Now, for those of you who are saying, no, this isn't true. Everyone knows the behind the scenes drama. First, I have to tell Lauren and then I'll tell you what's not true. In December of 2005, within 15 minutes, both Michelle Rodriguez and Cynthia Waitrose, who plays Ana Lucia and Libby respectively, were pulled over and arrested for driving under the influence. The writing team has been very adamant that this had nothing to do with Michelle being written off the show. You're saying only Michelle being written off the show. So you're telling me Libby's alive. I'm not confirming or denying anything. Libby's alive. Great. Okay. Interesting. It's interesting to me that everybody hates her so much. I I honestly think that they did a really good job of like bringing her character from such a bitch to a bitch that i love so when i said that like her character came full circle and you rolled your eyes why because i knew that you were telling me she's not coming back that she's not magically alive and i don't want that to be the case i want more of her i really liked her as a character and i will say i've said it before in a in a show in a show or a book or whatever i do typically really love the the bitchy female character um Akatar fans, hot take. I like Nesta. So yeah, everybody hates her. I like her. As if you could make our niche podcast more niche. <laughs> Akatar is such a popular series. You're I have joking. no. You're making up a show right now. I don't that's, think that's even a fucking word. It's a book series. Ask Kate. Never fucking Akatar. A court of. Thorns and roses. Oh, it's a... yeah, Akata- yeah, duh. Yeah, Kate hasn't read that. Okay, well, lots of people have, so some people will get that. Sure. Final thoughts on the episode, Lauren? 
Oh my god. Just <laughs> You seem pretty me. you seem pretty frustrated from both a you lost a character you really liked and it would seem the door is now closed on a storyline you were really interested in. How you feeling? Well, you're not so subtly making me feel like Libby's alive, so I'm thinking that that might still be an option for me. Um, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling like... I'm feeling, I'm feeling sad for women everywhere. We lost a good one today. I think Mom's gonna be upset with you. Otolucia's such a bitch! How can you like her? Okay. Mom, look... Mom, I'm speaking as a bitch myself. You and I, we're bitches. We should love Ana Lucia. I love her because I get it. Sometimes it's just hard to be nice to people. You know, mom once told me that the reason she really doesn't like Ana Lucia is that she's like, she just needs to calm down. She flips out too easily. And I'm like, what was that chair flipper? Yeah, mom, you literally <laughs> flipped a chair. <laughs> Well, we do have another episode next week, unless you're going to quit the show. Oh my god. Uh, actually, on the contrary, I kind of want to go watch the next episode, like, literally right now. Um, take, take your notes. <laughs> no, I can't. I like to watch it fresh. I mean, if you give me time, we can do two episodes today. Maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. No, I gotta pack. Oh, one last quick bit. This is the final episode we are recording from the hell apartment. You're moving? I'm moving. So you're going to start, where are you going to record it? Dad, it's just in your room? In my room. Interesting. So again, we have an episode next week. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, wow, it's going to be the fallout. The fallout will be quite real. I don't even know so much. Michael? Let's try again. Would you like the title? Yeah, give me the title. It's not a word. It's a question mark. That's it? Just question marks? Mm -hmm. Nope, just one. Just, just one question uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. The Joker? <laughs> that Wait, that's, not even, that's not even the Joker. <laughs> the Riddler. That's you would hilarious. not have done well in Batman trivia. Yeah, I don't, I don't do superheroes. Um... Okay, question mark. I've got a lot of question marks. I've got a question mark about Libby. I've got a question mark about Henry. I've got a question mark about Walt. I'm assuming it's none of them. I think you're forgetting what the question mark is referring to. Oh, lost question mark? Is that what it is? The blast door map? Big question mark oh, in the center of it. Oh, okay. So it's a lock episode? Nope. The fuck then? What? Why would you lead me in that direction? I have no idea. I don't care. Who is it? It's an echo episode. <laughs> Why would I have possibly <laughs> guessed that? Okay, cool. I guess. Do you have any good like rom-com recommendations that I can go watch to detox from this? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? A walk to remember? Bridge to Terabithia? Oh my god. <laughs> so this episode wrecked my soul. 
and will leave me in a state of trauma for the next week. But if you liked this podcast episode, let us know. Go give us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Slide into our DMs. You can find us on all the socials at Lauren Gets Lost.pod on TikTok, at Lauren Gets Lost Pod on Instagram, at Lauren Gets Lost on Twitter, Lauren Gets Lost on Facebook and YouTube. Remember, when we hit 100 subscribers, I will be reading my Said and Ana Lucia fanfic. And now it's it's jacked up. So you guys are really going to want to tune in for that because I'll probably just sob the whole way through it. Even during the sex part. No, there will be no sex. If we get 150 no. subscribers on YouTube, there will be sex. There will never be sex. Anyway, we love when you guys support us. Don't forget to submit your questions for flashback. Share us with everybody you know, your friends, your family, anybody named Sarah. Your estranged daughter. And join us next week for question mark. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Worcester, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time. Bye.